wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. On this episode, we have Austin Pressey. He's a guide and outfitter in more recently West Texas. Man, welcome for welcome to uh, welcome to the show. I'm a little tongue tied right now. I'm 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 that excited. I'm fangirling right now. The fact that your youngest can pick that rifle up and immediately it just fits her. She doesn't have to fight around it. She doesn't have to work around it. It just works for her. Man, if more parents have the ability to build a gun for their kid, it's cool to watch your kid just grab that 300 blackout and put it to work. I mean, it was mind blowing. She grasped the concept of okay, this isn't a toy. This is a tool that we use for hunting. Now you better bring your walking shoes though i don't do nothing but walking because i'd never hey, run anywhere i will say out there if you see me running you better be keeping up because something's coming welcome to hunting day with stephen robbins now for your host stephen robbins all right guys and gals welcome to another episode of hunting day and on this episode we have a really cool guest his name is austin pressy and austin owns wicked seven outdoors and he's a guide and outfitter in texas and more recently, West Texas, but uh, I had the privilege of hunting with uh, my girls, Ava and Zoe, and we went down and we went on a black buck antelope hunt as well as an all dad hunt. And the girls had what I would call a hunt of a lifetime, but more importantly, me as their dad, I had a hunt of a lifetime just being able to see what they were able to do. And uh, my good friend David Shirai actually tagged along on this hunt as well. And, uh, man, I tell you what, it was a good trip. And uh, thanks to Austin, that was able to happen. So, Austin, man, welcome for uh, welcome to uh, welcome to the show. I'm a little tongue-tied right now. I'm, I'm, I'm that excited. But, Austin, welcome to the show, man. Thanks, brother. Having you and your girls and your buddy down, it was awesome. Basically, I'm a fanatic of these audit. There's just something... They're smarter than we are every day of the week, and they're hard to hunt, and that's what makes it a blast. Um, you guys came and hunted with me, you know, and my property's not the biggest on the planet, but it wasn't as easy as, you know, a lot of people try to make it out to be. Even in that small setting, they are just as wild as they are out in the, you know, outside. Yeah. But, man, it's it's so cool to be here, like, I'm fangirling right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. I, it's a pleasure to have you, man. And uh, I, I appreciate you being on because what I was able to see you do with those all dad and how you were able to every step of the way, they were trying to outsmart us, but you were one step ahead of them. And uh, I try to learn something from every outfitter that I hunt with because, Man, just know that one little nugget could be the thing that makes the next hunt a success versus a failure. And uh, I know Ava is absolutely absorbed into stuff like that. And so you heard her all along the way. I couldn't actually get her to be quiet as we're stalking these animals. And I'm like, Ava, you got to be quiet. You can't like I. these are great questions. Save them till we get into the blind. Like, let's we need to be as quiet on our entrance and exit as possible but yeah that's uh you were you definitely impressed me on what you do and how you do it and uh i tell you what that that hunt i'd still like i get goosebumps thinking about it because one not only was it a fun hunt just to be a part of 
but to see my girls just come into their own because Ava, I mean, she's she's killed a lot of animals. And I believe that was the last animal that we killed on that trip. So that was her 14th big game animal. And it was to the point where I was the cameraman and I was no longer dad helping her hunt. I was the cameraman and I needed to leave her alone so she could hunt this animal. That was how cool that was for me. There was It was like a coming of age almost as a hunter. And uh, it was almost a sad moment for me because I enjoy being a part of the hunt. But I'm still a part of it and just in a different way now. But then little Zoe, she weighs about 39 pounds. And uh, she shoots a 300 blackout. I got an AR pistol for her that's about, you've seen it, it's about, I don't know, maybe 20 inches overall. And she shoots this thing like it's nothing. Well, I mean, not like it's nothing, but she shoots it really well. And actually, I just put a two-pound trigger in that. um, Took it from. Yeah, took it to where she no longer has to use two fingers to pull the trigger. And uh, so I'm excited about that. But she was able to literally, she dropped hers. And uh, we had a, a malfunction of the gun. And I had to eject a shell and rack another one in and on an ar that's that's a lot of noise and this animal i think was about 40 yards so that's a close proximity and there were two of them in in that range and one ran off and um i could just see it in her eyes like she was mad and it was my fault and as if i malfunctioned this gun and i'm like oh no and uh but then that other that that smaller billy he hung out and she made it count and i mean she she dumped him right there he never i think he wagged his tail a couple times but that was it it was lights out and uh yeah so anyways i'm rambling i got you on my podcast i need to let you talk you're good i need to let you talk i i love like i've got it a bunch of hunts right that still to this day is like top two yeah you know and one of your girls is number one and the other one's number two and like i cannot wait for our next hunt because it's gonna flip flop and it's i love like the fact that your youngest can pick that rifle up and immediately it it just fits her you know she she doesn't have to fight around it she doesn't have to work around it it just works for her and man, if more more parents have the ability to build a gun for their kid instead of having to go buy a boxed rifle or, you know, any which way that goes, it's just it's cool to watch your kid just grab that that three hundred blackout and put it to work. Yeah. And I we got to see it twice in one weekend. Yeah. And it was I mean, it was mind blowing. You know, the fact that she she grasped the concept of okay, this isn't a toy, this is a tool that we use for hunting. Yeah. That is what, I mean, hats off to you because you have done an excellent job at instilling that into your, both of your girls. Well, I greatly appreciate that. And like Ava, she loves to hunt and she loves to shoot. But Zoe is just, it. she's obsessed with it to the point where, like I, I think I've said this in previous podcasts, I'll come home from work and I'll be like, hey, Ava, do you want to go shoot? And it's always yes. But it, most of the time, I don't like I come home and it's Zoe's daddy, let's go shoot. Daddy, let's go hunting. And 
it's really hard for a four-year-old to understand that it's not hunting season right now. Yep. We can't go hunting. And there's certain things that, like, we can go predator hunting. But mm-hmm. the, other than that, I'm, I'm and mama's not going to let me keep you up all night a bunch of nights out of the week so that's really limited too and uh but she did go fox hunting um on the previous episode ava talked about going fox hunting i called that fox in after about five minutes of calling he come i mean barreling in and zoe's sitting over there in her lawn chair because I, I did this on our property i set up lawn chairs i you know i try to make hunting as fun as possible for my kids and so everything was set up all i had to do was go back and get them and so zoe's sitting there with a thermal and she's giving me a play-by-play here he comes and i'm like Shh, you know but he comes in and i hit him with a red light ava hits him with her red light And she was able to track him and she stayed on him and I was able to get him to stop. I stopped him, but for briefly, he stopped for about five seconds. And one thing I've always told Ava is take your time shooting because you're, you're shooting something that's living. You, You owe it as everything that you can to make the best possible shot. And before she could pull the trigger, he took off running again. And I, I mean, she was upset But she wasn't upset at me or anything. She was just upset that he didn't stay longer. And But I was actually really proud. That was another really proud dad moment that she didn't rush it. And uh, because it was kind of a high tense scenario because we got Zoe, you know, she's our narrator over here telling us what's happening as if we can't see. But um, that was... That was that's the extent of their predator hunting this year because I'm not allowed to keep them up that late very often. So, um, but yeah, back to you. <laughs> I love it, man. Like I, I, I know I keep you know kind of running back to it, but I I can't thank you enough for what you do for you know your kids because what they're going to end up doing is going back and telling their friends at school that they get to go hunting and get to go do that. That gets more kids into the hunting industry. That helps more parents get into the hunting industry as well, which only drives license sales. License sales are, you know, it's no, it's no, uh, no hidden secret. License sales has been on the decline for a decade now. Yeah. Not, not as many people are hunting today as there was 10 years ago. And in 10 years before that, even less. Yeah. So it's good to get kids into the outdoor and, you know, outdoors, whether it's going outside and playing, fishing, hunting. That's like, that's something I'm passionate about and I need to do better at getting more kids out. You know, I need to get more parents like, Hey, bring your kid along. I'll let them shoot it. You know, you or bring your kid along, you know, just, just bring your kid. But it's some parents, they, they want to use hunting as a vacation, which is no problem. And then, you know, guys like you and your wife, you know, you guys bring them along for all the adventures and they get to experience like, and I just hope one day I can like do that with my kids all the time because that would just be that would be so awesome. Well, I believe that you will. Um, I've been around you a, a very small amount, but what I got from you in that concentrated amount of time that we spent together was that you are driven. And uh, I, I seen that um, I, just talking to you before we even came down and hunted with you. I could tell that you were someone that I was going to get along with and then coming down and hunting with you. And uh, me and David talked about it. Um, David had a blast. And David's a... Uh, I know, I've known David since he was five years old, and since I was five years old, we grew up across the street from one another. And uh, we probably 
killed more birds with our bb guns than avian flu has and uh um, (laughs) i'm telling you what um there was a point where my dad took my bb gun because i was uh (laughs) very few birds flying around that and rabbits and squirrels uh i can tell you a real quick funny story about a bb gun um i shot a squirrel and i thought he was dead and i went and picked him up and quickly realized he wasn't so I <laughs> ran with him and uh um very lucky to still have all my fingers um but i stuck him in a cardboard box and closed the lid and my mom still tells this story to this day um the box was moving because she was she she was uh in the living room i bring a, a box that's got a live squirrel in it and uh then she looks at my pants and realizes my pants are ripped in multiple places from where the squirrel actually grabbed hold of my pants. And, uh, yeah, so it was very interesting. But, uh, so yeah, David came, uh, and I was so glad that he was able to make that trip with us. And, uh, because he had never seen Texas like I've seen Texas. And if there is one thing that I wish, it is that everybody could see Texas. Don't move there because I'm eventually going to move there and I don't want everyone else there either. But uh, the go see it and then come home. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was. Hey, we, we welcome all hunting parties out here. Just, you know. Feel free to go back home. Yeah, absolutely. I can visit. <laughs> absolutely. And uh but so you uh you have a very interesting background, right? You uh you you were in the racing industry for all for a while, weren't you? Yeah. So um I worked with several of the guys that are on like the No Prep King Street Outlaws show. Started shooting here in West Texas for our local racetrack. And then just it kind of progressed from there. And I got to what I felt was kind of the pinnacle of like, okay, this is everything I set out to do. You know, shoot local racers. And I'm still friends with all of those people. And then it blew up to this whole deal where I was traveling the country. I went 30 something thousand miles in nine months, coast to coast. Like I've not every state, but I've been to a bunch of states. And uh, I've been to multiple, multiple, multiple racetracks. Um, met all you know anybody that was ever on the show that is currently on the show or that will be on the show airing like next month i've met all of those people yeah and so i mean dude it's it's such a crazy world you know going from that that's high pace high intensity 24 hours a day seven days a week just go 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 fix the car break the car race the car fix the car break the car race the car back and forth back and forth and then to go from that to this it's two polar opposites on on the spectrum right yeah you're you're out in the countryside all the time you're learning animals you're figuring out patterns you're doing little things and there are some crossovers to that you know um patience is the biggest one out of all of it because okay hey we can't get this part in for the race car well that happens or hey you know if we sit here long enough something's going to walk in front of us that you are going to want to shoot just sit down, relax, you know, drink your water, hang out, you know, and kind of flick a rock at each other and laugh about it, you know? And, uh, (laughs) it's, it's just, it's, I enjoy both things, but hunting, I grew up hunting in Missouri. So that's like my, my first passion. That's what I grew up doing. 
chasing rabbits around in the uh, on our family's 300 acre farm in Missouri with my grandpa and my dad and some dogs that they had. And then from that to squirrel hunting to deer hunting, I didn't shoot my first exotic in Texas. Well, I moved to Texas in 2007 and didn't hunt from 2007 to 2012. I didn't know anybody. Yeah. You know, Texas is all private. Yep. Well, it's 90 something percent private. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I didn't, sh- I didn't shoot anything in Texas till about 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. And uh, it was at my ex-wife's brother-in-law's house a uh, black buck walked out on a 60 acre low fence place. And I called him real quick. I was like, Hey, I don't know what this is. He's like, just shoot it. I was like, well, I don't have tags for whatever this is. He's like, trust me, just shoot it. You're not going to, you're not in any trouble. All right. Well, boom, you know, shoot this little 14, 14 inch black buck straight tape, tiny little thing. It's still mounted on my wall. It still hangs up in my house. I'm, I'm more proud of that than anything else I've killed. And I've killed a bunch of stuff in my lifetime. Yeah. I've seen it, and, and that, that's a really – I don't care what you say. That was a nice yeah. black buck. He's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I love him. He's that dark – you know, he's in that kind of transition period that black buck get. You know, you'll either have him completely caramel, which shows a sign of uh, – that they're not dominant, or they'll be pure black, or they'll be somewhere in between, which means they're transitioning from non-dominant to dominant. Yeah. And uh, he's just right in that, that nice little middle, that, that gray area that – me personally, I think they look the coolest because they've got so many more colors. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a fan of black buck from non-dominant all the way up to the, the darkest black you can get. And uh, for that to be a low-fence free-range for, like, my first exotic, dude, I brag about that thing, and people are like, really? That's that's it? And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. That fueled a passion that I never realized I had in my life. Yeah. And it's it's stuck you know i you know i did some other things i worked in the oil and gas industry since then and the race car stuff and now full-time guiding and outfitting so yep and now you're it's it's, your passion is taking you to west texas back to west texas and and you're you're going to be chasing this season some monster free range all dad and i know you giant all dad I could tell all dad was your passion when we came and hunted with you. And so now I can only imagine what it's like to be around you. And especially I would love to see you prepping for a trip, uh, especially for like guiding um, other hunters coming out there and tell me like, what's, how do you feel right now? Dude, I'm so like, I'm so pumped up about being able to go do this in West Texas because doing it in the hill country is awesome. I I've guided three in the last two weeks and all of them were over 30 and those were in the hill country. You shoot a 30 inch low fence all that in the hill country. You've done something. Yeah. You've done something there. Yep. And that's a tank. You know, I had two guys come down from Montana. We went and shot two. had two guys come down from, uh, kind of the Fort Worth area um, over by Waco. I guess it's not really the Fort Worth area, but yeah, Waco. Everything east of me is like considered Fort Worth. So, you know, just is what it is. <laughs> but your name's um, Austin. And my name's Austin. <laughs> right. So, um, and then, you know, that guy and his dad came down and they shot, um, well, the dad shot an odd dad and we were unable to recover it. It, it was a low brisket shot, kind of not... Nothing vital, 
but you know it was clearly hit and for the first time ever i've seen a blood trail that lasted several hundred yards on an audit okay it's not the first audit you know i've obviously ever guided but it is the first one with a solid blood trail yeah they normally don't bleed very well not not a whole lot and um so the next morning i i get up with the the guy's son he shot on friday night i get up with the guy's son saturday morning and he wants to bow hunt one i'm like man I said, we, we go to a spot that I can put you in bow range. I said, but if they're not there by sunup, they're not coming. And that's just the way they'd been patterned, you know, that whole week. And, uh, sun, you know, sun's finally started cracking over the horizon. I said, Hey, let's just go knock on their back. Let's go knock on their bedroom door real quick. And, uh, so six we head down the mountain, get in my truck, drive two canyons over get bail out of the truck and start walking up this canyon there's odd ad beds up and down this thing or along the creek bank the spring and all that you know there's just bed 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 and i heard a crash just just up from us and i was like oh that's an odd ad we just jumped an odd ad that odd ad didn't move he had stayed there and we walked another 10 yards and i was like hey shoot that one shoot it now like pull the trigger let's go let's go let's go because whenever you jump an audit, they don't usually just stand there. Yeah. They will, they, they book it and they'll go as high up as the hill will go. And then they'll go 10 canyons over and you won't see them again for a little while. Yeah. And he shot this audit at 45 yards, bro. I could have told him to take the bow, but I told him in the truck, I was like, Hey, switch your bow out for your rifle. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We might get a shot at 20 yards. Or we might get a shot at 400 yards. Right. You just don't know. And uh, he smokes this thing just, and you could hear it even being that close. You could hear the bullet impact, and it was a hard hit. The Audad ran up the hill about 20, 30 yards and crashed into a tree. Oh, man. I was like, I said, we just did something. I said, I can't tell you how big that Audad was, but he was, he's big. Like for the Hill Country Audad, he's big. So his. Left side measured 31 and a half, and his right side was 31 on the flat and 14 inch bases. Oh man, that's so for a hill, yeah, for a hill country, all that dude, like you're talking giant, yeah. And I, you know, I made I made posts trying to sell those hunts, and everybody's like, Oh, I need to see pictures of these giants. And I'm like, Hey, look, you're used to West Texas giants, 35 inch is on par for West Texas, yeah. 33, 34, 35, and up. Those are giants in West Texas. Out here in the hill country, our Audad just don't get that big. They just, you know, whatever reason, it's the wrong vegetation. It's the wrong, everything's kind of wrong for them. They're an arid species, and being in the hill country, there's more vegetation. For whatever reason, it just kind of, it seems like it slows down horn growth. And we walk up to this thing, and I look at him. I'm like, bro, I cannot tell you what you just did, but I would be proud. Yeah. You know, and he's like, what? He's like, how big? And I was like, I don't, I, I can't tell you with him laying down with his head towards us. I said, but them bases almost touch. Yeah. I said, that's how I measure whether it's a good odd ad to shoot or not. Because if them bases are almost touching, that's an old Ram. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, shooting younger Rams on free range place. Not so much. You know, I, I, I've told people before, like, Hey, we're going to pass on anything 29 and lower. Yeah. Once they crack that 30, if they look like they're going to touch 30, we're going to shoot that or we're going to keep looking for something bigger. But, you know, that's that's about my gap in the hill country. Now, talking with this landowner over in West Texas, he's like, hey, look, 
we're really pushing for 32 and bigger. Okay. I'm like, Phew. All right. I mean, that that will go down. You know, the first person I put on a 32, that's the biggest audit I've ever guided. That's a giant. That is a giant. To me. And he's like, oh, no, we kill 34s, 35s pretty regular out here. And that's, I mean, he's got two properties. One's in Presidio and one's in Alpine. Presidio's 10,000 acres. Alpine's uh, 1,500 acres. Okay. So people that have a little bit of mobility issues or, you know, the younger or the um, – the, the older generations um, will take them to Alpine because it's a little easier to navigate. It's not as overwhelming. You pull into the Presidio property and you're like, what do I do? You know, where do I even start looking at this thing? Yeah. Um, Alp Alpine is kind of, you know, you roll in the gate. It's all low fence. Actually, there's no fence on most of it, but you pull in, pull up to the rancher's house and you kind of go to the right and there's a big cliff face. Well, you glass that cliff face for long enough you're going to see 30, 40, 50 all day. Yeah. And, you know, to see a mountain literally, and everybody talks about it that's ever guided out in West Texas for all day. Oh yeah. You just, you see the whole mountain get up and move. I've seen that in like the last couple months. Yeah. And you're just like, how do they even like, there's nothing for me looking at the mountain. There's nothing for them to eat, but then things weigh 280 to 300 pounds. Yeah. When's the uh, what's the best time of the year to to go out there and hunt them? So Audad rut kicks off probably. It varies, you know, obviously year to year, but it'll probably kick off. It's trending towards kicking off at the end of August. Okay, and it'll typically run to the first part of October. Copy that. So I mean, that's that's your best window. Those thirty to forty days. That is your best window to shoot a giant. Because he's going to be bumping yous all along the mountainsides, yep. and you're just going to happen upon him. Okay. And and they're you know they're not they're kind of like whitetail. Whitetail don't really pay a whole lot of attention during the rut, but they do. You know, all dads see kind of like pronghorn antelope. Okay, so what we see at ten yards, and all dads sees at a hundred. Yeah. You know, so their their eye their vision is just on point. Their nose, they've got big old barreled snouts, you know, muzzles. And they can smell really well. Their ears, tiny. I mean, a couple inch ears. They don't hear. I mean, they can hear really well, but they don't hear that well. Yeah. So, I mean, they've got two out of their three main senses that help them survive to be able to become 34, 35, 36, you know, and bigger. I think the world record right now is like 40, some, 40 right at 40 inches or 39 and 5 eighths. Yeah, that's a big, that's a big all dad ram right there. I want to be the guy that guided the hunt that breaks that record. Though. Okay, and that is my that is my goal for this year and next year is try to break that goal. That is a, try to break that record. That is an amazing goal. And uh, with that, Austin, man, I really appreciate you being on because of course, bro. hunting with you has always been fun and. There's no one else I'd rather see break that record as a guide. And uh, maybe, just maybe, I'll be that guy that pulls the trigger. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but, uh, hey, you better bring your walking shoes, though. I love it. Hey, I don't do nothing but walking because I'd never hey, run anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I will say out there, if you see me running, you better be keeping up because something's coming. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, right? Like I ask everybody, I got to ask you this. If you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would you go and what would you hunt? 
Oh, that one's. Mm. All right. And I, I know it sounds goofy. I have never shot a big Audad Ram. So you, you, so you've guided them. Yep. And you've killed nice Rams. Right. But nothing. What, what would you call it? 36 plus? No, not even, man. My, my biggest was like 22, 23. Okay. I, I want to crack that 30 and then I just want to keep stepping it up from there every time. All right. I like it. And, and I want to do it in West Texas, you know, just because. In West Texas. So, all right. Hey, I'm I'm not judging you because I want to go to West Texas and kill a big all-dad ram too. So, I love it. I Let love me know it. when you're ready. I'll talk to, talk to my wife because she books all of our trips from now on because I got in trouble booking our last one. <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just joking my, my april's amazing i i don't get in trouble she 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 might yell at me a time or two but that's very rare um but yeah we're uh, i was fixing to say she she she's a sweetheart i i enjoyed you know the interactions that we had while we were out there and yeah no, your, your your wife and your whole family are just amazing people i appreciate that i really do if if uh if our listeners wanted to get a hold of you on social media uh, Facebook yep. and Instagram. How can they find you? Wicked Seven Outdoors. It's um, Instagram's at Wicked Seven Outdoors. Facebook just type in Wicked Seven Outdoors. I'm the only one out there. Okay. With Wicked Seven Outdoors and um, and that's seven the number Wicked the number seven the number seven outdoors outdoors. Okay. Yep. Easy enough. Well, Austin, thanks again. Thank you for being on. I know our listeners definitely have to enjoy this one. To all of our listeners, we thank you for your support. Keep hunting and doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.